welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. We are so glad you're here. And you we know, are. You know, Matt, I am not done with the candy. <laughs> I, I, I know that I know candy and cookies, you know, all that before Christmas, but I'm not done with the candy. Do you I, let it linger? I, I, I let it keep going. Well, okay. Can you tell us about Ascension Day? Because well, well, that's a thing. I don't know if people know about Ascension Day. But what's that have to do with candy? Because, oh, here's the connection <laughs> in my mind. Is Ascension Day is like January 6th. Yes, that's correct. So some people, when Christmas is over, it all goes away. So December 26th or yeah. 27th. Dunzo. No more decorations. No more sugar. No more Christmas cookies. It's done. Right. But... Not in Amish country. Not in Amish country. It lasts till mm-hmm. Ascension, Ascension Day. Day, which is January sixth. And what is Ascension Day? Ascension Day is like based on the old calendar. Okay. Like it's, I I I believe I could be wrong about this. Is it when they feel like the Jesus went to heaven? Yeah, when he ascended. Okay, yes, that's that, right. that would yes, make sense. Yes, yes. If you are an expert on Ascension Day, please let us know. Yeah, with Amish, yes. Because we need help. But yes. yes, you still have the sugar I do. I, flowing. I, I, I love to bring snacks and treats to the podcast. And recording. you have a box of beautiful chocolates from Koblenz. Play, uh, yeah, favorite, favorite, favorite chocolate place in Amish country, oh. Amish country is Koblenz chocolate. And I brought all mint because I know... I love... Yeah. Mint. You do. You love it. And I also love dark chocolate. So I picked okay, one out. Yeah. And it has it like candy cane yeah, it crumbles has on like, it. It has crushed peppermint candy canes on it. He's oh, okay. so good. <gasps> it's got like an green. It has green on the inside. <gasps> yeah. I'm putting it up to the microphone like, like you can <laughs> see it, but that's not the medium that podcasting is. It's like oh, green, Andy, so good. Mm, green Andy's mint kind of like. So did you have the sugar and the candy and the carbs mm-hmm. flowing at your okay, house? Okay. So my good day. Was lots of good days in a row with both of our boys under our roof and then our lovely, um, our oldest son's lovely girlfriend, yeah. MG, who we're huge fans of, who we love, who I'll just go ahead. Yeah, MG. MG, we love you. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it out loud and I'll say it proud and maybe I shouldn't even say it publicly, but I'm going to. She's the daughter-in-law of my heart. Oh my. She is. Okay. That's wonderful. No pressure, Teddy. No, no <laughs> pressure. Um, what what made it so good? Like, what did you do that well, was so good? You know, Matt, you have lived with us, so you know you know what these days look like. Where we we get up in the morning, we're all in our cozies and in our flannels, and we 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 get a really great cup of frothy coffee mm. and we just sit in our cozy seats in the kitchen because i have seating in the kitchen and we just visit we just visit all morning yeah and then i make one plate at a time usually i'll just plate up one at a time breakfast and i'll say how do you want your eggs and oh, do you like bacon and sausage it's the best yeah those are really just yeah. really good so sweet, what you're good telling day. me is you have been living out your these are good days yes. mantra uh, it's the truth. is when the that ordinary is the really is extraordinary. That's it. It is, it is mm. your children uh-huh. home, uh-huh. no schedule, good and co- eggs and bacon, mm, good coffee. coffee. Mm. You know what's funny is someone messaged me that said, your po- the, our podcast, this podcast, 
feels like they're sitting drinking coffee with a friend and just talking. That and makes honestly, me so happy. Same. And we've been practicing this for 15 years. That is true. So. <laughs> I, I said to you the other week, we've been doing a podcast for 15 years. Yeah. We just didn't have mics in front of us. I just like that we get to bring in other people on the conversation. No, I love it too. I love it too. And somebody else said, I wish you guys could record one every day so I could talk to you on the drive to work. Wow. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so nice. But yeah. that's a lot that's of pressure. A lot. That's a little much that's of mm-hmm. Leanne and Matt. Okay. Now, what about your good day? Well, my good day was very similar. So we um, we had family in town. We had friends in town. Um, my sister was in town. We had friends from New York City in town. We had people sleeping over. We had a house full of people. Mm. And I love housefuls of people. Me too. I love having... You know, we, I'm not, listen, I'm 37 and we still get excited when we have friends sleep over. Mm-hmm. We have a home that has a guest room in it on purpose because we love having friends spend the night. And I don't know what it is about spending the night, even as adults, that's so special. I think it's the waking up in the morning and not having an agenda and sitting around with coffee and, you know, people, I think there is a level of friendship and connection that you have mm-hmm. when somebody feels comfortable enough to one, sleep mm-hmm. in your home mm-hmm. and two, come down in their pajamas I and drink it. a cup of coffee with you. And I listen, we're, we are a, we talked about this, a Huga family. Mm-hmm. So we have a blanket for everyone. Mm-hmm. We will make you a cup of coffee and yes. we will sit, you know, we'll sit and talk. And um, we had friends stay in for like five or six days, which was awesome. We had another friend come over. It's just been really, it's been really fun. And I think that that it's very similar, especially around the holidays, mm-hmm. is the relationships and the people that are in our home is yeah, what we love. I love that. Um, love and that. our kids, which is so precious, is our kids love it and expect they it. Do. And my, our kids get so excited when people come, come over. over. Recently, we had a friend, one of our friends, um, who was planning on coming over and uh, her name's Kat. Hi, Kat. Kat often sleeps over. Our kids pressure her to sleep over because <laughs> they love when she sleeps over. Yeah. She lives about an hour away, so she'll often just throw a quick overnight bag mm-hmm. Come have dinner with us, sleep over, leave the next morning. Our kids get so excited when she comes, but disappointed when she doesn't. And I just think that's so precious because what that means to me is um, even though we've never taught our children the value of hospitality necessarily, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we've never sat them down and said, there's something special about mm-hmm. having a friend, mm-hmm. you know, over for dinner and then they wake up in your home. Like we've never told them that, but they feel it because yeah, they, they see it. us do it. Mm-hmm. They know that it's important to us. They know that we have people in our life uh, that also value relationships and community the way that we do. And they get just as excited and also just as disappointed <laughs> when it, it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. <laughs> because um, our friend Kat um, got sick and she wasn't yeah, able to come yeah. and they were hyped up about it. And she just got sick and couldn't come. And we were all like disappointed for a minute because we were like, oh, we were so I looking know, forward to it. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Um, have you heard the song and maybe, you know, I don't know if you could play it at the end or something, Matt, but we could definitely, um, I'll definitely play it, um, in my Instagram stories. Okay. That song crowded table. Oh, 
Yes. I love I don't that think, song. I have a house with, with a crowded, crowded table. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. need to like tag Every those people. I love that song. I love it. Actually, the first it's, couple it's times like, I heard it, it made me cry. Yeah, I feel like that's how I feel. Like, 100%. I, I, love, I love the buzz and the hum of people at home. And I, I will say this, and there'll be moms out there and dads. Ha- that have experienced empty nest that will um, know how this feels. You are very far from this, man. Oh. This is, you don't know. <laughs> oh, empty nest sounds glorious <laughs> right about now. <laughs> but when our children l- left home and we became an empty nest, when our first son left home, it, that was the hardest because it's it was right. our first child right. leaving. And then when Joey left home, the house noises <laughs> changed right and it became very very quiet yeah to the point where you I didn't realize that I would feel so emotional during that time and when it was happening how much I missed the coming down the steps right how much I missed like if I'm in my bedroom I could hear them out in the kitchen right like I missed their noises I I could I was able to tell who was coming down the steps which kid oh. and that wasn't there anymore. And yeah. so it felt like it just felt like a different kind of like g- grief or a different kind of right. grieving was like, I grieved the, the hum of the house right. and the, that, I don't know, the buzz and the hum of having people in your home. So when you, when they're home now and they come home for a short period of time, what's, what does that feel like? Um, well, they're now, um, Teddy will be 28, um, in January and Joey just turned 23. Can you believe that? No. Teddy is Joe actually would Joey be the age you were when I met you? What age probably were you when, when we I met? met. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. I was probably twenty three when we met. And how old were you when you got married? Twenty eight. Okay, so you were Teddy's Teddy age. Wow. Okay, so when they come home now, because they're adults now, I mean, we're not talking about college kids now. Because when you have a college age child, you s- usually see them during every break. And listen, know? college kids, here's what I can say about being a college kid and coming home. Is I came home with a lot of stuff, especially in the spring. <laughs> Laundry. My poor parents yeah, were like, just, I overtook the basement yeah, with all of my right, stuff. Right. Now when our kids come home, they're you know they're adults, and right. so it looks more like I have this precious person in my house mm. that I gave birth to, but that's also an adult, like a full <laughs> fledged adult that I can have adult conversations right. with, and. I will say we live in a much smaller house than we did when you lived with us. Right. And so um, managing the, 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 just the stuff like, right. you know, shoes, wallets, hats, you know, ma- managing that stuff is it, it can feel that can feel about day three. I can feel like, okay, everybody, we need a system. So, <laughs> so, so I do put it, I do try to put a system. In. Right. We talked about that in another podcast, but I do try to put a system in place where, um, where it can feel like the house isn't closing in right. on me because, because once you start putting stuff everywhere, a small house just gets way smaller. Yeah. Um, but it feels, what it feels like is just like a reunion is how mm. it feels. And then when they leave, I'm, I'm sad all over again. Right. But now compared to college, I, I would get, I would be so sad when they would go back to school. Mm. Um, 
now it feels more like they're going back to their life and I'm going back to mine. I like they're going back to their schedule and I'm going back to my schedule and I don't grieve it the same way. I don't That's really interesting. Like, I, I'm, I'm sad because, you know, especially Teddy lives in Denver, you know, so right. we don't see him as much as I would love to see him. Joey, we see him pretty often. Right. And, um, but Teddy, we don't. And so when Teddy leaves, I'm, I'm really sad when he leaves, yeah. but then I'm like, you know, uh, I have, this is a whole other topic. I mean, this is a whole other topic and we could actually do this topic now if you really wanted, but, but when you in, in, invest in yourself in ways and you rediscover things you love when your kids leave home and you rediscover parts of yourself that you might have put on a shelf for a minute, you don't, you, you don't feel the loss as much because you, you have an identity separate from just your children. Right. It's, you know, when, when it's been children, 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 I am not there. I am at the other end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. where I feel like my identity is my, my family unit. And your fatherhood and and, and your role as a dad, because your kids are looking to you, looking to you, looking to you, looking to you every day for everything, you know, and, and now, um, you know, our kids really, they, they invest and give back into our relationship. And then when they go home, they're going back to their schedules and their lives and their jobs. And right. so am I Absolutely. because, because I have been intentional about not just making my life and my days only about my kids. Right. And, and I, I think... mean, even because there are parents, even as adults, oh, 100%. even that are that adult with that are parenting adults that interject way too much of their life Absolutely. into their adult children's lives and and we don't do that right and you know i'm so thankful that i have a mother um and in-laws that are the same way that you know my parents i would say our parents collectively have taken a posture of how can we help Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. can we be a friend to Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and you know my mom always told us this is um, i think sometimes it's really tempting as a parent with young children to laugh at them and try to be their friend and keep them happy Mm -hmm. and keep them joyful and moving and never disappoint them. But my mom always told me when I got married and had a child, she said, you know, um, something to the effect of if you're, you really set up strict boundaries as children, they're going to grow to become your friends. And often uh, when you Mm -hmm. see families where they don't have strict boundaries with their kids or the children run the roost, they really have a hard time with their kids as adults, right? Or and teenagers so, too. Yeah, as teenagers. Well, and, yeah. li- and listen, even with even with the right boundaries in place, you 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 are parenting a person with a their own individual personality, right? So right. so even though we felt like we had rules in place and guidelines in place and expectations in place, I mean our teenagers certainly were not perfect. Right. Oh, Lord, I thought Joey would put me down in my grave. But <laughs> um but I I feel like um now as an adult he sees that. Right. You know, like recently um I saw that he put on his Instagram that um I I gave my parents a run for their money in my teen years. And he did. He really did. But, but now. Here's the real question. Did you give your parents a run for their money? Well, yeah. But, but (laughs) here's the difference is that um, my parents didn't really know half of what was happening. Mm, Like mm -hmm. I did a real good job concealing and hiding and sneaking. And, um, and you know, Joey would, would say to me like, mom, 
how did you know? And I'm like, because I have done these things, my son. <laughs> I have gone down your same road before. And the difference be- between how um, Daryl and I parent and how I was parented is we really tried when when all that was happening to really communicate, to, right. to really say like, hey, we know what you're doing. We know what's happening. Right. Like, let's have a conversation about it. And that, that actually is harder than, that's actually harder at the time than ignoring it, right? Because right, because right. like I, we both know parents that kind of ignore mm-hmm. or tell themselves that their kids aren't doing X Y Z. When now, come on, the whole town knows, friends. Yeah, exactly. Right, the whole town, know, and probably social media too. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm sure you come across this in 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 your job in, in right. the field of education where like all the teachers know that this kid is a hellion. Absolutely. All the teachers know that this kid's breaking the rules and this kid is sneaking out at night or whatever. Right. But the parents are saying like, Oh no. Right. Like, or they're not, they're not facing it. Right. Like I, I just think that um, it's harder in, in it's harder in the moment to face it and talk about it. Absolutely. But I promise you, you will deal with a heart, a much more difficult situation if you keep pretending and acting like it's not there and right. not confronting it. So uh, tell me this. Do you believe that the boundaries that you set up with your kids when they were little, that you reaped the benefits of that as they got older? And what did that um, look like? I'm not going to call it boundaries. Okay. I, because, and, and here's why. Because we we are ever-evolving. Like, I, 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 I told my kids consistently when they were growing up, and they'll both tell you this, and I say it even now, this is my first rodeo too. Yeah, that's right. Like, this is my first time parenting. This is only my second time parenting, you know? Right. And you're parenting two totally different people. Right. I mean, we all know this. If you're a parent, you know that, you know, you have def- different personality kids. And mm-hmm. so I would say to them, hey, we're not going to get it right every time. Right. You know, and we're this is our first time too. But, you know, we want to talk about this or we want to make sure that, you know, we're ensuring not just your safety, but your quality of life. Right. And, you know, and, and so even now as, even now as an, as at 54, I'm finding that I'm approaching some topics with my kids and some situations with my kids that I would have never, like if you'd have told me 10 or 15 years ago that I would have a mindset like I do now with certain right. things, I would have said, Oh no, 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 right. no, no way. But I am very aware that they are adults right. and we have trained them and raised them and invested in them and loved them in the very best way that we knew how. Right. And now they have to figure it out. Right. And I want to always leave space and room for mistakes. I mean, right. I see them making choices sometimes and I'm like, and if they say to me, like, what do you think about this? I'll say, Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't hope that for you. And they mm. would say, well, I, I, you know, I figured you'd That's say really that, you know, good. I figured you'd say that mom, like I figured you wouldn't agree with this, but you know, talk to me about it. And so, Wait, can you say that phrase again? I wouldn't hope that for you. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Oh, hope that I for love you. that because I think what it does, that simple phrase, what it does is it communicates what you feel without judgment. Right. 
I love I love that. Yeah, We've never right. talked about no. this. I am hearing this for the first yeah. time. I mean I love I wouldn't hope that for you. I mean yeah, I I've, I've said it to both both boys recently and right. about different topics like oh this is not what I would hope for you. But if this is what you choose. Right, right. And this is the path that you want to go down. I, oh my gosh. Because they're I, adults. Yes. They're not I, your your 8-year-old. Listen, if but if you try to enforce fear of response or fear of knowing what your child is doing. Like if you, if you enter, if you inject fear in your kids and they're like, well, mom can never, mom can never know that dad can never know that. Like they can never know that I'm making any choices and right. your kids are adults. You are setting yourself up for a collision, like for, for a real, for real trouble because sooner or later, somebody's going to say, Whatever it is that's happening. Right. Like whatever the truth is, you know, that whole thing about truth, the truth in the end and the truth. Truth and time. To, yeah. Have you ever heard that yeah, phrase? Truth, truth and time, time don't always, always go, go hand, hand in hand. hand. Yes. Yeah. But but truth usually surfaces itself. So at some point at it some will. point. I mean, and I think if you can you can be open enough with your kids to give them and here's another thing. If you allow for room for them to make the, their choices, maybe you don't agree with them. If you allow for some room, it usually they're going to make the wise choice. Now, it might take a second. Right. It might take a couple like little choices of like, oh, that didn't work. And it, it they'll usually come around to a wise choice. Right. Maybe not the cho- exact choice that you would make, but but a wise choice. But if you try to force that, Upon your adult children, I don't see very many of those situations working out right. well. You know, I love um, this quote that has always stuck with me um, about parenting, and it's from uh, Pastor Andy Stanley. And what I love about what he said is um, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. Yeah, because I believe that. We both have experienced environments that is rules, 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 rules with very little relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you create an environment like that in your home or with your children or even your adult children, you know, I think it's easy. We, when I think about rules without relationships, I think often think of, you know, an eight year old in your home. Right. But I will take that further because I'm, I'm seeing life from your perspective and I can fast forward my life 20 years from now and say rules without relationships lead to rebellion with adult children. What that looks like is your judgment on them is going to push them so far from right. you. Right. And what it's going to do is it's going to set your children up to say, you know what? I don't want a relationship with my parents. Or I if want their a relation- rules or- are so important right. to them and that's the hill that they're going to die on and relationship is come secondary to their rules that's hard mm-hmm. because that's going to that's going to drive your children away from you as adults well, and really your children in the season that you're in 23 year old 28 year old 30 year olds 40 year olds 50 year olds there's no obligation to keep a relationship no. with the parent right it's a choice and so as a parent i think you know obviously a relationship is about two parties but as a parent, if you desire that relationship with your children, some of your rules or some of your mm-hmm. really hard lines that you have, yes. you know, expectations, what you wished and hoped for your children, if that is black and white and that is not malleable 
it will drive your children as far from you as they can go. Absolutely. And I've seen it with friends. I've seen it with adults. And it's it's just so sad because I have appreciated in, in both of our parents um, that relationship always comes first. Right. Relationship always trumps rules, especially as an adult child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our our we have a great relationship with our boys. And when we talk about things with them that I don't necessarily agree with, that's that's when it gets really hard, you know, as a parent, just to pull back and say, OK, I'm not going to say a whole lot about this. I'm going to think about what what it is that I'm going to say or how I'm going to mm-hmm. say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, but it our relationship is so close with both of our boys. And and I would rather that and know and be truthful yeah. than have even have a relationship that I think is a good relationship, but they're not telling me the truth. Right. And and here's here's another thing I'll say, and this is what started this whole con- this whole line of conversation with you and I is that, you know, when you said, Well, um, did you give your parents a run for your money when you were that age? is wow can we sit in our 40s 50s and 60s even 70s and have this expectation on our kids in our 20s and 30s mm. without thinking twice about what we were doing <laughs> how true is that in 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 our 20s and 30s i mean like if didn't you want somebody to give you space to make some choices in right. your 20s did you really want your parents like you know literally like Hovering, hovering over you, or or, yeah. or like shaking an iron fist that you better right. make this choice, or I'm going to be mad at you, or I'm not. I'm going to give you the cold shoulder, or right. you're not welcome in this home. All that stuff. Right. Like, no, you would have wanted a parent that said, "Okay, talk to me about this." Right. Like, one thing, um, our oldest son is a really a a thinker. You know, he he thinks things through, and and if you are going to get into a conversation with him and have an opposing view from him, you better know your stuff. You better. So you better, you better he's know. So smart. He's so smart. So, what what I'll say to him is like, well, tell me more about that. Like, tell mm-hmm. me your thinking behind that. Well, tell me why you why do you believe that way? And then he'll and then usually in the course of the conversation he'll say, well, you know, how do you feel about it, mom? Or what do you think about it? And I'll be able to I'll be able to say to him back how I feel. Right. And sometimes I think it's very very. Um, real uh not just real it's very um good for our relationships as far as closeness and and off being authentic with our kids if we look at them and say you know what i don't know right like i don't know how i feel about that 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 has happened a couple times with teddy um especially as an adult i'll say i don't know how i feel about that topic i want to read a little bit about it i want to research about Mm -hmm. it i want to pray about it Mm -hmm. i want to talk to your dad about it and then i want to weigh in on that and talk about that because i really don't know right and i know something that we've talked about in regards to adult children as well um and really any anything any child, any relationship that you have is if I'm a parent and my child is my adult child in particular is doing something that maybe I don't endorse or I wouldn't do. Or you wouldn't hope for that. You wouldn't hope. I love that phrase. I would really encourage people to whatever hill they want to die on, go for it. But play it out. What What's it really going to look mm-hmm. like in 10 years? Yeah. So if you're going to draw a hard line with, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, with 
alcohol, you know, X, Y, Z. We can, we can make a list yeah, of all the right, things that you could right. draw a hard line on. What's that going to look like in 10 years? Yeah, and where's that forward. really going to get you? Fast forward. Or yeah. if there's like for you, I know Teddy has a, a girlfriend of a serious girlfriend. You know, if you draw hard lines with her, what if someday she becomes your daughter-in-law? She's are the, you? She, she is. She's the daughter. <laughs> she's the daughter-in-law of my heart. Are, you're laying the foundation for what the future looks yes, like. And you so know, your adult children that have a girlfriend, they might. They listen. We're hoping and praying that they get married. They or they stay together. They have babies together. You become yes, a grandma. Totally. You are laying the foundation for the future mother-in-law, the future grandmother. You are. And sometimes I look at situations and I go. Do you really want to die on this hill? Because someday, not you, I'm just saying yes, people, people, if you die on certain hills, that will push people away so far that the future that you've dreamt of, when you dream of having a daughter-in-law, you dream of having a son-in-law, you dream of family gatherings, you dream of having grandchildren in your life without restriction or barriers or boundaries, you are throwing all of that out the window instead of cultivating a true authentic relationship yeah. with your adult yeah. child yeah. that you can grow to be comfortable with having disagreements with. Yep. This is how I feel. And, and, and you know how else I feel is um, I, when we talk about legacy, you know, when you hear the word legacy of like what you leave behind, what people will say about you, right. what people, what you have in, in injected into somebody's life that, you know, when your name comes up, like mm -hmm. when Yaya comes up oh. years from now, that's what Matt's kids call me. Um, or, you know, whatever my grandchildren call me. When my name comes up, I don't want rules or you better not do that and you better not say that and you better not live that way and you better not drink alcohol and you right. better not. I want them to think and say, my granny was loved me above all else. Right. I always knew I was safe in her home. I always knew I was loved in her home. I always knew that, <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> I always yeah. knew that I was welcome in her home. I always knew that above anything and everything that my, my, gra my grandma or my mom loved me. And that's it. When I'm dead, right. that's what I want said about me. I don't want said about me, well, they weren't living the way I wanted to. They, you know, I wasn't right. living the way my granny wanted to, so I wasn't welcome in her home. Right. That won't be said about me, Matt, ever. No. You know, if, if, if I, if I have children and grandchildren that make choices that don't align with my faith, I'm just going to love them all the fiercer and all the harder. Absolutely. And I'm just going to say, you know, I love you and you're always welcome here. Yeah. And I think that idea of legacy, it's so funny that you brought that up because we were sitting at dinner tonight and my um, five-year-old looked at my wife and said, mommy, how old are you? And she said, oh, honey, I'm 38. And he said, oh, I'm so glad you're 38. We have so much more time together. Mm -hmm. And I think about that and I think about the idea of legacy and the things that we're investing in our children mm -hmm. that we want to outlive us. Yes. I don't want rules. my view on rules or any dogma yes. to be what my children think of first. Yes. I want my children to think of the warm hugs that their dad gave them or the way that yeah. their dad made them laugh or how their dad tickled them or... X, Y, and Z, yeah. all the fun things. Well, I want listen, my kids to remember those things. Yes, and if Matt, if we're going to bring faith into this and Jesus, let's, this is what I'll say. The reason Jesus is still talked about, believed in, worshipped, 
is because of how he loved people. Absolutely. It was not how he came down on people and ruled people and told people that they were living wrong and choosing wrong and doing wrong. No, it was all about how he loved them. Right. It was relationship. It was, yes. And so I, that's the hill. You know, what's interesting. And I'll, I'll say this too about faith is I think when we look at the Bible and we look at what people were expecting from Jesus, people expected to Jesus for Jesus to come as a ruler or as a politician. People expected when they were looking for Mm -hmm. the Messiah Mm -hmm. to come, Mm -hmm. they were expecting that he would be a king, that he would be someone that changed the framework of a a policy or of the way that our government would work Mm -hmm. or the way that the kings, you know, however that structure looked like in his time. But he didn't. He came in humility and in love and he sat with the least of these. Mm -hmm. And so my thought is why why spend so much time trying to change things that are far above us that really when our focus should be on relationship and oh, sitting and with people where they are loving, loving people. people where they are whether we agree or not and really in this conversation we're talking about our children our children if you can't do that with your children yeah how can we do that in our lives outside of oh, our homes absolutely and so you know, as we reflect on our relationships, um, you know, and I'm listening to this conversation as a dad with little ones at home that that your season of life feels like a million light years away. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> but I'm I'm just reflecting on the legacy that I leave for my children. Yeah. And I, I want my six year old when he's 26 year old to say, Mom, how old are you? And she says, oh, honey, I'm 58. And he said, I'm so glad. Because we, we have more time yeah, together. Right, right. I want my kid to look at me and say, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're still here. Right, I'm right, so glad that right, you're still in my right, life. Right. I'm so glad that we have a relationship right. of love and of care and compassion. Because my hope is that when my children think of me and your children look at you in this way, that you are a trusted counselor, yeah. that you are a loving mother, mm-hmm. and that you care about them more than you care about your preferences, and that you have hopes and dreams for them right. that far exceed who you, anything that you've ever dreamt right. for them. Right. And so my hope is that my children, the way that I'm cultivating a relationship with them, would have them look up at me and say, Dad, I'm so glad that you're here. Yes. I'm so glad yeah. that you prioritize relationship. And I hope that we have much, much more time together so to continue to live yeah. in this way. That's so good. And, and you know, I will say that, that in the faith structure, it's easy to allow yourself to say, well, this isn't right. This isn't right. That's not right. You're not living, right. you know, according to what X, Y, Z. And really the love part is way more important to me. Absolutely. Like, and I do believe in my, in my belief of Jesus, the love part was way more important to him. Well, too. he said it. Well, the and, greatest of these is love. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and I think I think if you can start thinking about if you have tension or or you know angst with your adult kids because they're making choices mm-hmm. that you you aren't on board with. 
you know, try, try just loving them through it. Right. You know, and try just now I'm not talking about things like if your children, right. No, I'm not talking about things that are harmful. If they're hurting other people, if they're, if they're, if they have an alcohol abuse problem, I mean, I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about like preferences, preferences, especially even faith preferences, you know, to, or sexuality preferences. Right. Like just to try, try the, the lane of love over trying to argue about what's right or what's right. Um, and I, and you know, for, for our family that, that has, for our family, that's just been, um, that's been the right way for us. And we have a wonderful relationship. And I will say as an outsider, I appreciate the adult friendship that you have with your kids because I think the way that you've loved them when you've agreed, when you've had fun, when there's been things that haven't been so fun and things that you haven't agreed on, what I've seen that produce, the way that you and Daryl have handled that is you have kids that want to be around you, mm-hmm. that want a relationship mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. You have a 28-year-old, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> you have a 28-year-old that would look up at you and say, Mom, I hope you're around in the next 30 yeah. years because I love you so much. Yeah, I want more time um, with you. It's and so I, have, I, seen the pro- I have seen the product of that. And um, you and Daryl should be so proud of the relationships well, that you're cultivating you. with your kids. Thank you. Because, Matt, the truth is these are good days. Wait, I know you want to end right now, but here's the thing. We cried. <laughs> this is the first podcast we cried. I didn't expect to cry. Well, when you started crying, I was like, wait, wait. <laughs> so we so thanks for hanging with us on our yeah. first crying episode. Our first our first episode where we cry <laughs> right after Christmas. First of many. Of, maybe holiday letdown. <laughs> <laughs> the endorphins have left. The post Christmas rush has set yeah. in and now yeah. we're just a little emotional. Yeah. But we are we're so thankful that you're here and our hope is First of all, thanks for sticking with us through this crying episode. Yes. And second of all is our hope is that you're, you know, Leanne, thanks for sharing the stuff about adult adult children because yeah. I'm I'm get the opportunity to watch this with you as a friend. And so thanks for sharing that with us yeah, today. You're welcome. Um and I I truly believe that what you shared can help people um, have good days with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. And we're so glad that you joined us uh, today on These Are Good Days.